I, I think you underestimate the mystique and power of suction cups. where the golden age of movies was going to the video store the highlight of your week then you are in the right place welcome to mike and anthony soda pop culture club me mike along with my co-host anthony that's not very sportsman like that's the best i could do <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad man <laughs> bring, bring our take on tv movies and all pop culture from the 80s 90s and beyond we release our take on a classic movie every monday during our review we will open up a six pack of favorite scenes and point out a couple of generic scenes as well at the end of the show we will rate the movie one to 24 cans one can is not good maybe you got your hands on the new coke and 24 cans means you got your hands on probably the classic coke the good coke and uh, all is right in the world again because if you if you were around when that happened that was you're um, rambling that was Yes, yes, I am. But before we get to Jesus. all that, we want to tell you, we want to let you know if you want to see our episode schedule and enjoy all things Soda Pop Culture Club, then go to sodapopcultureclub.com where you can make your own movie suggestions. If you want to guarantee we will do your movie and put it to the front of the line, all you have to do is make a donation of $25 using our Venmo or PayPal under soda pop culture club and make sure you say what it is for we strongly encourage you to email us as well letting us know why you want us to do the movie you requested you can email us at mike and anthony at soda club.com and a couple more things fucking shit don't forget to share the don't forget to share the show with your friends check out our instagram at mike and anthony where we post memes related to the movies we discuss we also have a twitch channel that we are bringing online where I play some games on the Xbox and maybe some watch parties and live editing. And finally, I want to urge you to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and comments because this helps us grow the show. Anthony, finally, can you tell these people what we're doing this week? Yeah, we're doing The Princess Bride. Okay, let's go. You've wasted (laughs) enough time. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. You know, people might, if if people want to enjoy the things we have, No, we gotta let them know. They don't want to listen to your fucking ten minutes of gibberish bullshit every time. Yes, they do. No, they it's don't. not even ten minutes. No, they don't. It's like two minutes, maybe max. Um, max. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the timer right now. We're at eleven sixteen, motherfucker. Yeah, but we sat here and talked for a little while. Before. No, you talked. You rambled because that's what you do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave the raw from the time I hit record and people will know, will know the truth of how you're an asshole. Now, I I don't care to... about that. They already know that. That's cruel to be kind, okay. dickhead. Okay. I'm going to break this down now, by the numbers. We're going to get going. Thing. Shut the fuck up. Directed by Rob Reiner, starring Carrie Elways, Robin Wright, Mandy Pattenkin, Wallace Shawn. Chris Sarandon, Billy Crystal, Andre the Giant, Peter Hold Falk, on, hold on, hold on, no, no, no. Stop your fucking roll. I'm in a Mandy Patinkin, not Mandy Pattinkin. It's Mandy Patinkin. Oh, fuck it. Robert Pattinson. Go on. Whatever. Fred and Fred Savage. The Princess Bride was released on October 9th, 1987. <laughs> Thank God we're on computers because if I was right beside you right now, I would nut punch you. Taking in <laughs> $30.9 million at the box office against a $16 million budget, it scores 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb and an outstanding 90-fucking-8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Squish. There you go. Yes. It's a very, very popular movie. That's why we're doing it, though, isn't it? That's why we do it. I mean, I hope so. That's not why. We do a lot of movies that are not very fucking popular. It's just one we want to do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We do so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're the one who did. What's that? What's that one I hated really bad? Crybaby slackers. Crybaby slackers no. was one. Well, there's that. There's a. We've only had a few movies that really. And you know, in hindsight, 
Uh, no, it was worse than Crybaby. Um, okay. Sorry. Yeah, it was. I'm, no, Tokyo Drift was better than Crybaby and Slackers. Sorry, I'm rambling. Uh, but you we got a, we would, got a game. You know what? I would ready? actually rather watch than Tokyo Drift for two hour or for an hour what? and a half. A crying baby. Miss Congeniality. A crying baby oh, for an hour and a half, baby. as opposed to Tokyo <laughs> fucking. Drift. Okay, okay. Um, but here's this: Are you ready to? I'd rather play talk the to game? you for an hour and a half than watch Cry Baby again, or watch Tokyo Drift again. <laughs> I take that <laughs> back. You know what? Both Actually, so now. No, I take that back. I think I could get Tokyo Drift another go round. I take that back. All right, <laughs> let's let's go. We're gonna do the we're gonna do the what we call the redrift. Um, are you ready to play the game? Uh, sure. This is super fun. All game. right, yeah. All right. So wait, let me no, you stop. Let me do this. this For is, those of you that don't know, this is guess the fake review. Mike's gonna read me three reviews. One of them he wrote himself. I'm gonna try to pick out what the fake one is. Okay, go. Yes. <laughs> See how you can save and time you with can this play shit. Along. See how you can save time here. And you can play along. It's because I'm gonna read them. I remember I wrote one and it's fake. I just said Are this. You... Go. I just said that. Go ahead. I fucking hey, 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 hey. This is gonna be a bickering podcast, or is this gonna be one where we have fun? Okay. It depends. <laughs> On how much more you fucking say that is not relevant. Are you ready? I'm ready. Please continue. Okay. Jeff Andrew of Time Out. The leads are vacuous. The absurdity is sometimes forced and obvious. Sean Spencer of the Santa Barbara News Press. Going into this, I would have thought it inconceivable. I would love it so much. But like a six-fingered man, it's a rare treasure. Rita Kempley of the Washington Post. It's a lively, fun-loving, but nevertheless epic look at the nature of true love. Um, I'm going to guess the first one. And you would be wrong. Yeah, okay. I wrote, and here's what, here's where your lack of pop culture comes into play sometimes. Oh, fuck you. Sean Spencer is the lead character of the TV I've... show Psych that aired for like nine seasons. I will actually say no. As soon as you said Sean Spencer, something clicked and I was like, I, that's a name from something, I think. But I still went with the first one. And yeah. It, and he lived in Santa Barbara <laughs> in the show. There you he, go. But the Santa Barbara News Press is real. So that is real. But I thought that was a good one. Going into this, I would have thought it inconceivable. I would love it so much. But like a six-fingered man, it's a rare treasure. I thought I wrote a good one there. It was like a perfect uh, metaphorical review that you would see sometimes, you know? I think that was good. Good job. You're awesome. So. Way to go. Thanks, man. Thank you. proverbial slap on the back. That's to say, if you could reach that screen, would you give me a nice little tap on the back? I would do something. Nope. I don't think I would want what you want to do. I don't want to break my, my monitor. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Now, before before we get to the first section, I have a fact I wanted to bring up since you went over the stats and everything. Uh William Goldman who wrote the uh the novel The Princess Bride in 1973 and penned the screenplay told Entertainment Weekly that I had two little daughters. I think they were 7 and 4 at the time and I said, "I'll write you a story. What do you want it to be about?" One of them said a princess and the other one said a bride. I said, that'll be the title. So that's pretty interesting that your kid is a genius. And as for the casting, what was that? It makes sense. It appeals to kids. Well, yeah. And adults. Yeah. And adults, I guess. (laughs) Sorry. The director, Rob Reiner, auditioned over 500 women for the role of Buttercup, including Courtney Cox, Meg Ryan, Uma Thurman, and Whoopi Goldberg. So, interesting list. Whoopi Goldberg as Buttercup? I don't see it. I don't... See, here's the thing. As you wish. I don't know what Ditto! This, <laughs> what the fuck? What else are we going to get out of that? What the hell is Ditto? Well, we... Like, I can only see her character, like you said, in Ghost... Where she's like belligerent and be like, oh my gosh, I just can't like, like not being able to handle anything like that seems to be her shtick in the movies back in the past. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it would have like, had a different feel. Here's the thing. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg and Carrie Elways. Like that's yeah. Like Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. Oh, what the hell? That, what kind of couple it is didn't that? Work. that is weird, it didn't man. Work. What was that but, movie called? Huh? I forget. 
Made in America. Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. Made yeah, in made, yes, yeah, yeah. That Will Smith and that was supposed to be off. a big movie because yeah, Will Ted Smith Danson jerking off in a cup. That's always entertaining. The, the videotapes, please. <laughs> Someone. What was that? The videotapes, please. They asked if you want videotapes or magazines. <laughs> and then Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, getting uh, trashed in like ten minutes from a bunch of whiskey and getting on her bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> hey man wild ride anyway that's what um that's what you do whenever you no, drink they did a good a good uh casting choice for buttercup but i could have seen i mean uma thurman meg ryan that would have been yeah. i mean yeah those are good choices and, yeah all of those uh courtney cox she's a little bit of a dead fish actor she wasn't in good at anything other than friends in her whole life wow so tell me how you really feel that's bullshit sorry but whatever yeah. okay well <laughs> You didn't think Courtney, I don't even didn't, like Friends. You didn't think Courtney Cox was good in Scream? No. Wow, you didn't an think idiot. she was excellent? Huh? Like she wasn't like like it, if you were to ask me, did I think she was a great actress in that movie? I didn't think anybody was a great actor or actress in that movie. I mean, great. This is this is why people don't way. like you because you say shit like that. Yeah, because I just, say because I piss people how off. I feel. Yeah. All right. You just do it to piss people off. I'm not triggering people on purpose. If they're triggered, it's on their own feelings. I didn't do anything to put it there. All right. Are you ready to start this off, man? I'm I'm starting it off, right? Let's go. The film is an enactment of a book that a grandfather reads to a sick grandson who initially dismisses the story. The tale is about Buttercup, a beautiful young woman living on a farm in the fictional kingdom of Florin. Florin? What the fuck is Florin? Oh, whatever. doesn't matter. It's a fictional kingdom. Whatever. (laughs) I know. Whenever she tells farmhand Wesley to do something, he always complies saying, as you wish. She eventually realizes that he loves her. Thank you. And she loves him. Wesley (laughs) Wesley leaves to seek his fortune overseas so they can marry when his ship is attacked by the dread pirate Roberts, who is infamous for never leaving survivors. Wesley is presumed dead. Five years later, Buttercup is forcibly betrothed to Prince Humperdinck, the heir to the throne of Florin. Before the wedding, she is kidnapped by three outlaws, a short Sicilian named Vizzini, a giant named Fezzik, and a fencing master named Inigo Montoya. Prince Humperdinck, his soldiers, and also a masked man clad in black pursue the outlaws. All right, if you're going to call me out on mispronouncing a name, Dick Monkey, it's Inigo. It's not Inigo. Yeah. It's not the Indigo girls. Inigo. Inigo. You said Inigo. It's Inigo. Inigo. Did I? You said it wrong. Inigo. You're stupid. Inigo Montoya. Okay. Yes, exactly. Inigo. There you go. Inigo. Hey, well, Mandy Patinkin, I'm sorry. He's the guy who plays Inigo. Okay, well, we both fucked up his name. You fucked it up, and I fucked it up. There you go. Mm-hmm. On both sides, motherfucker. Both sides. <laughs> yeah. Um, that name from both sides. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so this uh, this is interesting. This Basically, the way this movie starts is, you know, we get all that montage of the all the parts of her him saying as you wish i mean it's really a montage really and then finally really gets to be the stories when we see the fezzik and vizzini and and uh, and nigo uh (laughs) racing in the ship with uh buttercup um and being pursued by the man in black did you enjoy i mean to me okay here's the thing when this movie first came out back in the day i i didn't like all of it um, there are things I liked about it, and that's still even today. And I would say there are some parts that just didn't do it for me. I'm getting triggered I mean, again. I wouldn't call them generic. I'm what? getting triggered. What? I'm getting triggered. About what? You saying anything what? bad about this movie? Oh my gosh! I mean, you you mean to tell me that you thought every moment of this was gripping, suspenseful, and entertaining? Yes, it had everything everything well how suspenseful was it when she was thrown into the water with those i don't know eels yeah that was fucking terrifying i still get night sweats from that it was scares the bejesus out of me oh but really you know we have some things like i said uh that i wanted i wanted to bring up this is where they go up the cliffs and that big giant fezzik is carrying all those people I did, mm-hmm. That's like as realistic as, you know, as it gets, right? Yeah. You know, the thing about it, though, 
I mean, this was not shot for like a huge budget or anything, but you got to figure what, what I like about it, even though like the generic types of stuff in it that you could actually, if you wanted to pick it mm-hmm. apart, you could say, oh, they could have done that better with whatever, more money. But it yeah. works so perfectly because it is a story being read to a child who is imagining this in his head as it's being read to him. So that's why it I would agree because this is how Fred I would Savage agree imagined that it's- it. They should have called it it's the Princess Bride. It's a fake Bride, storybook world. According to Fred Savage. From the Wonder Years. Because they could redo this movie <laughs> over and over with different actors playing the kid and how they're imagining it. That would be cool, yeah. actually. You could redo it. It's like, And then have each one have a different yeah, look. A different a view of and <laughs> what, what they think's going on. Yeah. Uh, this is a Rob Reiner movie, though. I mean, and Rob Reiner gave us some bangers, right? We've already talked about... Stand by me, and we've already talked about when Harry met Sally. Yep, this comes in between those, really. So even though it's low budget, my expectations for anything he does at this point is like you know high, right? Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like where he's in his prime. So there are, I mean, you're right; it is supposed to be storybookish, but to me, that I don't know. I get it, but I. Maybe it just wasn't for me at the time when I watched it, like some of the storybook qualities of it. What really made this stand out, and I think this is um, this is what I like, is when they're in the boat and when they're up the top of the cliff and and um, Vizzini keeps saying it's inconceivable. And I think what this movie does, better than any movie we've ever had since, is give us lines that are delivered over and over again. Like, he says... I do not think it mean. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> How many times have you said this in your life? After this movie, I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> like, how many times have you said this to people? I mean, this movie in spades has delivered like sayings that live on. Yep, inconceivable. But you always have to say it. It's inconceivable. inconceivable. You say that too. You say oh God, that? yes. Non. All and then the when time. someone says it, you say. I do, you do not, I don't think it means what you think I it means. Think it means what you think it means. <laughs> I mean, it was great. But I want to go into this since I'm oh, talking still, about Mandy Patinkin. Oh, I can clearly not choose the wine in front of you. <laughs> I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> yes, that is that is probably we'll get to that. That's next. Um we'll get to that. That's in the next section. So but in this one, I want to go into a fact here about Mandy Patinkin. He said the moment I read the script, I loved the part of Inigo Montoya. Patinkin told Entertainment Weekly, that character just spoke to me profoundly. I had lost my father. He died at 53 years old from pancreatic cancer in 1972. I didn't think about it consciously, but I think that there was a part of me that thought, if I get that man in black, my father will come back. I talked to my dad all the time during the film, and it was very healing for me. So he was very method on this one, I think. Like, like he oh, yeah. was like using his own personal emotion to drive his character. And it, it shows up in the in the character. And I got a couple other facts because oh, this, this fact, is great. Yeah. Did this you see this? A, oh, I've seen this a long okay. time ago, but yeah. Uh, three bottles of cognac and 12 bottles of wine reportedly uh, uh, for the Andre the Giant. That is three bottles of cognac and 12 bottles of wine reportedly made him just a little tipsy. When the cast would go out for dinner, Andre, who, according to Robin Wright, ordered four appetizers and five entrees, would drink out of a 40 ounce pitch, beer pitcher filled with a mix of liquors, a concoction he called the American. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's personal oh. training 101 right there. Well, you know, you got to keep up uh, on your physical abilities as a, uh, a, wrestler. As a wrestler. And he yeah. was a wrestler. I mean, he was a mountain of a man. Yeah, um, he was. That's a, that's I legendary. mean, his hands just. Oh, I know. Cause it, There's more evident, more facts on that later on here. Yes, they talked about his hand just I will holding, go a, into that. holding a can of beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can hold, like a whole case in one hand you couldn't even see the can <laughs> now i want to go into um something that also happened here the in the scene there were no shrieking eels in the original novel by the way so mm-hmm. instead once buttercup jumps overboard to escape her captors vizzini warns her sharks are in the water and fills a cup with his own blood and throws it in the water to attract him so it was a little darker you know like uh you know i and i think they cut those darker parts out to for kids, I guess they made it a kids movie. You know, that's what it is. That's what they made it a kids movie. It's a movie for everybody. Yes, it is. Are you ready to read this next section? I sure am. All right. So 
The Man in Black confronts the outlaws atop the cliffs of insanity. He defeats Inigo after a thoughtful talk about his avenging his father's death at the hands of a six-fingered man in a duel and knocks him out, chokes physique into unconsciousness, and tricks uh, Vizzini, did I say it right? I don't care, into drinking poison, killing him. Fezzik! Fezzik, yes, sorry, I don't care. He takes Buttercup prisoner. It's weird, like, when you're talking <laughs> about it and you're fucking reading it, so takes Buttercup prisoner and they flee. Are we, are we got to make you reread this? Stopping near a Jorge... I mean, Gorge, <laughs> Buttercup correctly guesses he is the Dread Pirate <laughs> Roberts and berates him for killing Wesley. Seeing Humperdick and his men approaching Buttercup shoves Roberts down a four mile long fucking hill that nobody should have survived, wishing death upon him. While tumbling down, he shouts, as you wish. Realizing it is Wesley, she then smartly throws herself down the hill four miles long into the gorge after him and they're reunited without a broken bone somehow somehow okay but yeah you know they know how to roll properly oh yeah um, that's, that's how really what it comes right. down to because she's because she's trained for that moment <laughs> her whole life you, you obviously she's done mountain rolling yeah training okay oh. got it got it there you okay. go okay that's what that's what i do i mean i i mean nothing that's, i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> do some roll I'm going to say, uh, I, I, not that I, I, I if I'm going to give a generic moment, this is going to be it. Here's my generic. Oh, you've got, oh, you I got, oh, that, you, that's going to be my generic quick. Oh, where's my, I don't have a human belt. Do I? Yeah, I do. Here we go. That's my generic. If I got to pick anything out, rolling down that hill, not even spraining an ankle. <laughs> like that's your generic. I'm gonna. I, if I have to pick a generic for this movie, that's what I'm gonna go with. Something that like they didn't get hurt at all. Come on, yeah. Just saying, that was the biggest yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. kill ever. I mean, he's maybe rolling down. They looked rougher after the next section. They looked a lot rougher after the next section. I want to talk about uh, this fact here. Goldman, the guy who wrote it, spent months researching 17th century sword fighting manuals to craft Wesley and Inigo's duel. All the references the characters make to specific moves and styles are completely accurate. Then Elways and Patinkin, neither of whom had much, if any fencing experience, spent more months training to perfect it right and left-handed. So they were probably badass enough after yeah. this movie to actually fence a little. That's gotta be like pretty, pretty amazing. Oh yeah. I mean, Chicks dig it. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, we talk about all the lines in this movie. That's this um, hello. My point. name is Inigo Montoya. Prepare to die. That's the biggest one. Yeah, I mean, come on. Without a doubt. Um, yeah, that is, that's, that's like, the best. Is that the, the best thing ever is my son just over a year ago when he was not quite five yet watching this, quoting that line. Yeah. Was one of the greatest moments ever, especially because he wasn't saying it right. Oh, are you? Did you saw your six pack? Huh? No, no. I'm just saying it. It's oh, like, okay. I just wondered like, the way you were talking about it. I mean, you're like, you know, I can't like really into this. It's like my name Hello. is Imbindo <laughs> Batista. I don't even know. How he, <laughs> he wasn't saying it right, and it like That'd just be made it even man. better. It was awesome. I'll just see if I got it recorded. Somewhere. Um, the the duel, yeah, and the duel was pretty good, and then the the conversation they had afterwards was pretty good as well. Um, it was pretty amazingly epic. I liked it when it's probably one of the best sword fighting duels I've seen in a movie for a kid's movie. It was pretty good. It was mm -hmm. pretty good. And, and everything Wesley, was accurate. Cause they you know why it's so good because of how much they trained, but it's great seeing Wesley. He's defeating these people, but he's not going to take them out. That's not what he's about. He's not it's a killer. A, he's not a killer. No. And, and you know, Andre the giant in this, you know, when he, he's taking him out, he he's he's a treasure, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. But he had a bad back, and that's part of the problem during this movie shoot that he had a bad back. Um, but I was thinking, you know, he's so big, and he the way he eats and all of how he drinks. Why didn't he work out more and try and? And he was in a profession where you were physical. I wonder why he didn't work out and like try to make himself better for the type of things he did. That's what I don't understand. Uh, let me let me explain why. Okay. Because he didn't want to, like you. <laughs> I do. That's I do why. He I didn't, do. No, you don't. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> don't say you do. I you do. You don't want to. You don't want to. No. That's not true. You don't know what I want. Oh, you don't yes, know I what do. I want. Yes, I do. What I know, it's, what Wesley wants it's ten, is uh, my- It's 10 in the morning ahead. right now. It's 10 in the morning right now. You want pizza. You're awake. That's true. You want pizza. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm hungry. You're right. Pizza sounds great. Hey, um, what Wesley tells him, though, when he knocks him out, though, I love the line, dream of large women. Like, yes. <laughs> that's got to be the- Dream of large women. Weirdest line. <laughs> oh. And oh, the other thing say, is- Sorry, another line I always quote, too. It was a great duel when he's going through the Humperdinks, checking the tracks, finding out who went where. I just always do that. It was a great yeah. duel. It's a small yeah. quote. It's one that I quote. No, let's just say that's I have on here. Humperdinck is actually formidable. He is a brilliant tracker and can see things. You know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. amazing, amazing how formidable he really is in this movie. It, consider when you maybe look back, it, I you know what I get him rich mixed up with. Is what's the movie where Richard Lewis played like uh, a king or queen or our king? I forget, but I always get them mixed up because they have the same look. And then yeah. the, uh, that comedian from the 80s, Richard Lewis, played one and he was kind of a bumbling idiot. So I keep thinking this guy is that, but he's not. He's actually quite sane and very formidable and very he's just deadly. A douchebag. Now, my next thing is I'm going to go with um, my first six pack here, is our next scene here. Mm hmm. I actually had a generic. I should probably do my generic first. I generic. forgot to do it, and you stole it, really. Yes! You stole my generic. <laughs> but I have it. I have, a, as you wish, rolling down the hill. I hated it the same. I hate that stupid rolling down the hill. As you wish. Why? I just didn't get it. And then in it? the forest. Why didn't you, yeah. how did you not get it? I just didn't care. That's what it was. That's what it was. It's because you like you have no soul. Because she just pushed him down a hill. Oh, yeah. Fuck no, her. That Anyways. A, that was a bitch move, but she didn't think that was who he was. She thought he was a bad guy. Yeah, she couldn't tell with the mask on and his voice. Anyways, the the and in the forest, I'm just going to throw this in here at the same time. The rats were just, I don't know. They weren't rats. Horribly made. They were R-O-U-S-S's. Yes, they were. The giant rodents. The, rodents. the, the giant rodents. Not rats. Oh, well, what is a rodent that looks like a rat that's giant? Rodents Probably are a fucking giant rat. Print. Don't call them rats. Give them their... Give them that their was a rat, term. though. Give them their proper term. You're Look at rat. it. It looked like a rat. Not rats. Okay, now, now I'm going to go the other direction. I'm going to give you a six-pack. Are you ready for this? Sure. All right. A, uh, it's about the um, the dizzying intellect that this gentleman has. A six pack. Never go in on a Sicilian when death is on the line. That's another line from this movie that I've used outside of the movie. You know, it's another one, man. I love right. that that whole scene. I love that um, the whole uh, scene itself. You stole mine because that's one of my six packs too. Yes, the I got entire you. that entire battle of wits. Yes. <laughs> That was one of the best parts of the movie. You would think that I would do this and that. And <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, whatever. So but he never thought he'd just put it in both. I cannot accept the one for me. <laughs> but you would have guessed that. <laughs> it was great. I mean, that's a great that's a great scene. I love it. And like we said, he ends up outwitting him by just poisoning both cups because yep. he's grown a tolerance to it. That's a trope that's in movies, though, isn't it? Like the, I have grown a gain a tolerance to this poison. I, I don't think you really can do that, can you? Like, I don't know. Can you really, like, I mean, I'd have to look it up because it makes me think, like, if your body would die because of something is in it that shouldn't be, I think you would always die because something's in it that shouldn't be. Just Not just because you've tried it a little bit a little bit, you know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm full no, of shit. I don't know. You are full of shit. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? We're ready. Go ahead. All right. Buttercup agrees to return with Humperdinck after he promises to release Wesley. He then secretly orders his sadistic vizier, Count Rugen, to take Wesley to his torture chamber, the Pit of Despair. Before being knocked out, Wesley notices that Count Rugen has six fingers on his right hand and realizes that he is the man who killed Anigo's father. So this is right after they leave. They get through that forest with the giant rodents. Of that unusual are stupid. Size strength. I mean, they also fell on that 
sand thing, which they say you should just spread out wide when you get on those, like so yeah. that you don't pierce through them. Yeah, so you don't sink faster. But um, so delay your death. Yeah, so you don't sink so faster. Yeah, die yeah, a little slower. <laughs> they looked rougher coming out of this forest when they captured them than they did rolling down that hill eight million times because he had his shoulders were all torn up from the that was, rats yeah. and everything. We're calling them rats. <laughs> don't don't trivialize. I am. I'm fucking calling them rats. Don't trivialize what they are. It's like calling Andre the Giant a little bitch. What are they? Rodents of unusual size. A big man. And he's a big strength. man. No, he's a giant. He's a man. Yeah, but he's a man giant. He's a giant. You can't it's not you can't just say hey big guy. <laughs> No, you say, hey, you gargantuan motherfucker. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, all right. So a um, couple things in here. I don't like the, the, the negotiating from a weak position thing here. Like, she's like, eh, I'll go with you. Like, she's got, she's going to go with him regardless or they're going to die. So I'll go with you as long as you let him leave. What does she think is going to happen? Like, why do we always have this in movies? Like, She's got no play at that point. No, they're, yeah, but you can't assume that he's going to do the right thing. The guy never has. She he's doesn't, an asshole. but she's got to at least give him a chance to give Wesley a chance to do something. Yeah. Because right there, they could just kill him on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could just kill him on the spot. That's true. That's true. That is so true. Um, I want to go into this um, fact here. As soon as Wesley recognizes Count Rugen as the six-finger man, the script calls for the count to knock out our hero unconscious. This is in the pit of despair uh-huh. with the butt of his sword In filming Christopher guest who played Rugen was naturally reluctant to really hit Elways for fear of hurting him. Unfortunately, this reticence was reading on screen and take after take failed to look convincing. Finally, Elways suggested guest just go for it, at least tapping him on the head to get the reaction timing, right? The tap came a little too hard, however, and Elways was knocked out, knocked legit, out, knocked legitimately unconscious. He later awoke in the hospital emergency room. It's that take with Elways actually passing out that appears in the film. That's just amazing that yeah, I know I've I've seen that before. Shit like that makes it in. <laughs> well, I'm glad you have. Oh yes, I knew that, but it's awesome because it really happened. Well, you could have read it. It's cool. I could have. Yeah, you did. You're the one that needs you need oh, more okay. help with your you need more help with your reading than I do, so I would like you to get the practice. And you're doing better. Oh, okay. You're doing better. Okay, Fezike or whatever right. you said earlier. Fezik. Fezik. Uh, but did you like uh, when he was in the pit of despair that that one guy was giving uh, that little guy well, that one guy was giving him a little bit of a sponge bath? The dirty old one told me to. <laughs> so just on the boobies or I love it. I love it. All right, let's go. So Humper. <laughs> oh. You're going back to that shitty movie? Yeah, You're going back to that shitty movie. You need a fresco? Oh, okay. Um, are you ready for the... Are you going on? Humperdick, <laughs> which is what I call him. Humperdick falsely promises Buttercup he'll, he will search for Wesley. His real plan is just to start a war with the neighboring country of Gilder by killing Buttercup and framing Gilder for her death. Meanwhile, Inigo and Fezzik are reunited after Humperdick orders thieves to be arrested in the forest in which they are staying. Fezzik tells Inigo about Rugen. Inigo realizes he needs Wesley's help to storm the castle. Good luck storming the castle! Or have fun storming the yes, castle! Yes. There's another one. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good one. Humperdinck, uh, he is, um, he's a pretty good con man uh, when it comes to, like, he has her s- totally snowed in this whole thing. Like, for some reason, she'll believe him. Whenever she says whatever he says, and he's great at being able to do it. That's why I said this guy is not like our usual idiots until the end. Like throughout this, he's actually kind of formidable, and yeah. I kind of like that. Uh, I, I hate it when we get to see them be idiots. Buttercup is just not wise to the ways of the world. That men are assholes. That's you correct. I can trust any of them. So yeah, she's only known the one or two. Yeah. Like legitimately, the others were just henchmen. Um, now, um, I gotta say, uh, have you? I don't know if you've ever seen this. This is like you know, COVID and everything with the masks. Um, the memes yes. about that, Wesley. Oh no, I have not. 
it's, it's terribly comfortable. I think in the future, everybody will be wearing them when he asks about the mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that oh, is a good one. Ah, that 1987. Is. Yeah. That's uh, that's some years right there. Hey, um, uh, they use a trope in this. Like I always say, the oldest trick in the book, they use an inconvenient death to start a war. They're trying to use an inconvenient death. So mm-hmm. kind of a, I, I, you know, that's the, if I were to say there are negatives in this movie, for sure, the plot is a little bit like, what is it? <laughs> like, I can't figure it out. That's kind of what I would say. Um, and, and another thing about this section here. As he's on the machine. What did you think of that fucking machine that oh, sucks man. life? Terrifying. Those suction cups. Oh, it's got to hurt. It's like a big. That's leech. the only thing about that big machine. leech machine. <laughs> it's like a big giant leech factory. It's going to suck your life out instead of blood. If you think of this, like, see, that's the thing. The good news about that machine, as I would say, is it. Is that you know it's bullshit because it, nothing can do what it purports to do. But this is a magical world, I guess. And if I assume that they can do magical things, but it's a machine, how does it have magical properties? I don't understand that. Like, like I a, think there's no re- rationalization there. I I think you underestimate the mystique and power of suction cups. Oh well, yeah, I, really I, I think it, it does hurt people because it makes Wesley cry. So <laughs> I mean, it does hurt people. So there is that, but it, but I don't know that it takes lives off. I think that's why he looks actually the same, just a little bit unconscious, probably because of the pain. Right when they were done, a little bit crippled afterwards. Well, he was dead, actually, wasn't he? Did they they killed him with pain. He was mostly dead, anyways. We'll get Most, to that. Yes, mostly dead. I do like, and then this is where we get the drunken um, Inigo, and I love him in this. I love Mandy Patinkin in this movie. Yes. Um, but uh, I love I love this drunken part because, you know, even the soldiers don't want to mess with him. When he's half, when he's three sheets to the wind with the sword, he's still a badass. Well, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. That's kind of scary. So, yeah. You don't know yeah, where it's going to go. It is. Uh, Buttercup accuses Humperdinck of failing to search for Wesley. Enraged, Humperdinck imprisons Buttercup and tortures Wesley to death. Anigo and Fezzik, who have heard and followed Wesley's wails through the forest, find his body and bring him to Miracle Max, a folk healer. Max revives the mostly dead Wesley, though he is severely weakened. Yep. It's got to blow some air in him. He'll be fine. It's like reinflating a tire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like reinflating a tire. Uh, but what... But uh, Humperdinck, do you think he's just got that jealousy, man? Like, he just can't stand how, no matter what, she just can't let go of that dude? Like, is he jealous of that type of relationship? Why can't he just go find his own, really? Why does it have to be with her? So I never understood with these people. Like, go just go find another girl. No, that's not how it works. Because when you're in power like that, you want something, you're getting it. There is no, I'll take my second choice. <laughs> I want that one. That was mine. Give me some bitch. That's it. That's mine. I want it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. Okay. I'm a greedy, okay. selfish, <laughs> entitled cock knocker. And I want that one. That's my bride. I that one, and I want it to marry me. And she's going to do what I say. Take her head off. I want, when I want. That's how it is. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> today's world. Like, people are like that today, all over the place. I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't, nope. you know, I I wouldn't hurt you if I wanted I you. Let you do that. Uh, I would, I would lay you down on a bed of roses. Why you gotta always go there? <laughs> make shit weird and stupid. So uh, to, to to make to, for that look on your face. Anyways, no, um, <laughs> I don't think that's why. I think it's just letting out okay. your real feelings. Trying to do it in a joking way, but you're Thank like, you. Really I appreciate serious, that. Though. But I'm really serious. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really you, serious. I'm going to chop you up and put you in jars. Hey, uh, <laughs> You haunt my wet dreams. <laughs> um, do you, do you, uh, what do you think of the cutaways with uh, Fred Savage? Like when oh, they were great um, cut away. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you like about him? What I liked about it is when I saw this, I was like, holy shit, it's Kevin Arnold. Is that what you know? That's true. When it we is. first watched this, when you first it wasn't hit, like we did not see whatever his character is. It, it, you're like, oh my god, 
It's Kevin Arnold. What's he doing here? <laughs> that is. And Columbo, he's reading him a book. And Columbo's reading him a book. Well, goddamn. That's movie what magic. <laughs> Like this is yeah. like yeah it, it was uh, this is like multiverse shit right here holy hell it it is it is it 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 felt like uh you know if this when when they got done reading the story he was gonna go out and see Winnie and his other friend with the glasses yeah like yeah Paul like I thought Pfeiffer. that was what's his gonna other, happen Paul Pfeiffer his other Paul friend Pfeiffer yeah Paul Pfeiffer yeah I forgot his name yeah at least I know what he looked like. I could see his face. And as soon as he feels um, better and he's well enough to go outside, Wayne's going to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, exactly true. <laughs> now, this is, a, I have a six pack here because this is the scene. This is the section where, and I'll get this. We get some Miracle Max and the chemistry that uh, Billy Crystal had with Carol Kane um, was excellent. And, you know, the, the famous and another line that we use over and over again, have fun storming the castle. Yeah. <laughs> Is this, a, did I steal another one of your six pack? No, I already said that earlier though. <clears throat> okay. Okay. You didn't okay. steal anything. So, you um, my shit, but that's okay. You do that. No, 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 no. But what, but I'm going to tell you some things about this. Uh, there's a fact on this. Billy came over. This is uh, Rob Reiner. Billy came over to my apartment in Los Angeles and we took the book and underlined things and made up a little more backstory or this is Carol Kane. Pardon me. And it made up a little bit of backstory for ourselves. So they were, they worked together outside of the film to make up some things for their characters. They added their own twists and turns and stuff that would amuse us because there's supposed to be a long history. Who knows how many hundreds of years, Max and Valerie have been together. How, how is that pair? How has that pair not gotten the spinoff film yet? I agree with that. And then What's even more amazing is Crystal filmed the role of Miracle Max over three days for 10 hours a day and never made the same joke twice. Think of how this, remember we talked about when Harry met Sally? Yeah. Billy Crystal at this time, probably with this and City Slickers and where Harry met Sally, probably hitting home runs and at his height of his powers for those three movies. Or four if you count City Slickers two, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the Curly's Legend of Curly's Gold. I don't yes, think was the Legend of Curly's Gold, the first one. <laughs> Sequels <laughs> never are. But no, he he's straight bangers. Yeah, he well, some are. Some T two is the okay, only. Yes. Here we go. But every let's Terminator get, after that was. Let's get into the Scream two discussion. Oh, Scream two. Do you think Scream two is better than Scream? No, I'm saying in the movie in the beginning when they're in class and they're having the discussion about sequels suck. Nah, I'm oh, sure many yeah. have surpassed the original. Name one. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Ah, part of a trilogy. Not but I would I would argue that you needed the first one in order to appreciate Empire Strikes Back as much as you did. So now you're going serendipity on me? <laughs> yeah, I guess. The Godfather Part Two. <laughs> A great movie, maybe better than the original, yes. but you have seen the original to appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, I did. I just fucking went serendipity on you. You did. Uh, but it's true. It's true. How can you appreciate the second of something without knowing how the first was? You know, you have to have known it. You have to have fell in love with it to fall in love with it again. But anyways, at Miracle Max, my favorite. And one of the other things during this whole thing is when they get, I love Fezzik's positivity and caring towards wesley how he's always saying nice things to him and positive things to him it's all right guy little buddy or whatever he would say like he's always saying a good thing to him like he's that guy who's positive all the time unlike you unlike you right i'm a prick (laughs) hey did i tell you and i want to i want to say this because now we have proof because i want to get it um put out in the world now the new term i've coined yeah what is it like all the this Karen bullshit going on around the world. Oh yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll refer it? to it as Karen Dippity. Karen Dippity. Yeah. All right, we will make a meme on that. Maybe it I can like, maybe make a Karen Dippity. I swear, it's just like all of a sudden, Karen Dippitus. They all are connected <laughs> to be raging bitches everywhere. Yes, yes. The Car- army of Karens has a yes. Karen Dippitus moment every day. <laughs> all day, every day. All right. Are you ready for this? Ready? Are you okay. ready for this? So, as Wesley, Inigo, and Fezzik storm the castle, Humperdick panics and orders the in-progress wedding ceremony to be shortened. 
Inigo finds and kills Rugen in a duel after repeatedly taunting him for killing his father. Wesley locates Buttercup, who is about to commit suicide, believing she is marrying, married to Humperdick. Wesley assures her the marriage is invalid because she never completed her wedding vows. Technicality. All right. Humperdick finds them and attempts to kill Wesley in his defenseless state. But Wesley wills himself to his feet from all that Iocane powder he's been huffing all over the years and intimidates uh, the prince into surrender and he runs off like a little pussy. Buttercup and Wesley leave Humperdick tied to a chair. Or the other guy did. As they flee the castle after killing Rugen, and Nigo is unsure <laughs> what to do with his life, and Wesley offers him the Dread Pirate Roberts title. Fezzik has procured four horses, and he, Wesley, and Buttercup and Inigo escape. Wesley and Buttercup, safely reunited, share a passionate kiss that Fred Savage finally wants to listen to because he's ready. By the end of this book, over and, and over movie, again, he has reached puberty, and the kissing is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. There's some things I love about this when they storm the castle. I love the flaming pirate. Yeah. Um, that's a good, that's a good gag. As giant as the giant is, he's not as big as the pirate they made, but his voice fit it well. So that was, that was interesting. Did you know, do you know how they, now that's something I didn't go into. Do you know how they, um, see, he had a problem speaking in English because he's actually French. And the way they taught Andre the Giant to do all the lines was right before they filmed the scene. Rob Reiner would do it, and he would do it phonetically more than anything. So he didn't know what he was saying half the time. He was just saying it the way Rob Reiner told him to yeah. sound. Think of yeah. it that way. Right. That's so just. I mean, that's just so amazing that he got him to do it. No, it's it, it is like it's like when you your kids are little and you're getting them to say stuff for fun. Not like bad stuff, but you're like, yeah, say this. And then they say it. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Say fuck. Say fuck. That's what I did. Your no, I said not bad. Say stuff. fuck. <laughs> You've oh, never God, done no. that? I, I never have. Here's the thing, though. My niece, when she was like, like just first started talking. Okay. A couple words. And she said, fuck. This was like, I don't even know. Her fifth spoken word ever or something like that. <laughs> But then you can't stop laughing, and then she keeps saying it, and she's laughing. And then we had to try to get her to not to say it, but then she would say it because she knew we were going to fucking laugh at fuck, it. Fuck, 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 yeah. fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Little kids and swear words, it's one of the most hilariously hard moments of your life because you can't not laugh. <laughs> you can't laugh. But, but you, and you can't laugh because once they think they're being entertaining, they're. Oh, yeah, then I'm yes. done. going off. Like, this is my shtick now. Fuck. All What's right. It? Is there so, another word I can say? Shit. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the thing with uh, Buttercup is she can't think that Wesley was going to be able to interrupt that wedding that was so abbreviated. There is no fucking way. <laughs> She's like, Wesley's going to stop it. And then, like, two seconds later, it's done. It's like, not really. <laughs> like, what the hell? That's not happening. Not happening. I have a six pack here. Do you have one too? Uh, sure. Go ahead. You give me yours. Okay. You know what mine is. I have it in the notes. I don't. I don't hide mine from you. Um, and during this section where they storm the castle, this is where we get the famous line: "My name is Enigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die." You know, I want my father back. You son of a bitch. Best line in the movie. Like at the end, uh, basically two things that he said. Like at the beginning of it. That's what he tells him. I actually tells him it over and over again, right before he kills him. And when Count Rugen says, I'll give you anything, I'll get, and you know, and I like that. I think Manny Patinkin in general, I'm going to say is what I would call this. Cause he had the best performance in this movie. That's my yeah. opinion. I think he was the best actor in it, had mm -hmm. the best part. That's just my. No, that's your right thing. That's true. Um, yeah. I'll get my six pack. Actually, I'll get my other two. Because I haven't given them yet. Oh, hold a second. All right. This one is just going back the uh, sword fight between Inigo and yeah. at the time, the Dread Pirate Roberts. That whole that whole yeah. um, <clears throat> that whole thing was awesome. That's like one like of the most epic fight scenes ever. Beats any CGI shit. You'll yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
The other one. I told you that. I said that myself. You're just repeating I what I, I said. I don't know if you, you didn't give that a six pack though. You just said it was great. Um, yeah. I'll get my I'll get my last one. Okay. Here we go. Thank you. Just because it's always just been funny to me when Fred Savage is like, "You're getting it wrong. You're getting the story wrong. I'm telling you. See, I told you she won't marry that Humperdinck. Yeah. Good job. Shut up. <laughs> Grandpa tells him. Did you write it or the writer? I love it. Pretty much. Just Pretty telling, much your, he does. telling your grandkids, shut up. Um, this movie. That's what I do. This movie uh, could have been a lot uh, darker if they'd have gone with the suicide route for Buttercup. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this could have got this. This one could have could have gotten a lot darker. I thought yeah. that was a possibility. It makes me wonder if it ever went through their brains. Like, are we making a truly kids movie or are we going to make it a little dark? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. They weren't going for darkness at all. Right. Right. If it were made today, what do you think happens? What do you mean? Same thing. If this movie were made, do you think they make it the same way or do you think they go darker? Because that's what's in. No. They make it an adult version. It has a mature audience and it's put on Netflix. I'm sure they've made an adult version. You could probably find it on select websites. (laughs) The princess vagina. (laughs) Yeah. That's very, very creative. Oh, that's probably as creative as I got right there. I I wasn't thinking of anything. Oh, bride and the gangbang on wedding night. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> Princess Bride and a giant. I don't know. I, there's a giant in the movie. I don't know if I. If I... <laughs> the Princess Bride and hump his dick. Oh, there you yeah. go. There you go. Done. <laughs> so, um, we're trying to. You know, this is awful. This is. A, I don't know if we should call this a segment when we do that. Trying to alternate porn names for the movie. <laughs> oh, I can do that. New new oh, segment. Dang. All right. <laughs> What would be the porn title? There, that's a new segment. We'll start doing that. What would be the porn title? What if we if we get into it, we'll call it what would be the porn title, and we can and you can just notify me that you're into that mode, and I'll I'll find a thing for it. I'm always um, into that mode. <laughs> now oh, that being yeah. said, Andre the Giant finds four horses. This dude couldn't ride a horse. Do you know horses can only carry so much weight? Well, I was say, this dude, you horse. know what kind of size of <laughs> he'd kill that horse. <laughs> Big fucking horse, to, a draft horse. You know, have you ever seen those horses where they're taller than you? Their their backs are way over your head. Even that's the kind he would have to ride. Like so big that, like no, no, it, it wouldn't even. That slow. horse would just be like, I quit. Fuck this. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not taking this dude. I mean, it, he'd have to ride in a carriage and have eight horses pull him so that they wouldn't be pissed off. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, he he definitely. Um, Definitely a really big dude. Okay, are we ready for this last section? I got a small one. I'll read it. Back in his bedroom, the boy eagerly asks his grandfather to read him the story again the next day, to which his grandfather replies, as you wish. So that's the ending. That's it. As you wish. Anthony, will you shut the fuck up? No, bitch. <laughs> I won't say as you wish, asshole. No, I won't. You're stupid. Okay. Mike, would you, you shut did the you fuck like up? Peter Falk as did you like Peter Falk as the grandpa? Told All you. Right. I did too. I thought he made a great grandpa. It reminds although he was really good in a movie with uh, DB Sweeney where he played his Polish grandfather and DB Sweeney's wife dies of cancer and he's with them his whole life and he's the grandfather that lives with them and takes care of his kids. I forget the name of the movie, but if if I can find it, I'll get it for you. Great movie to watch. It's brilliant. It, it has a little bit of feeling to it. I mean that's the thing. I can look it up if you want. DB Sweeney is like in so much. That guy should have had a better career. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion, I think he. I don't know. You felt like after Cutting Edge, he was going to have this amazing career, and it just didn't yeah. take off, did it? Nope. I mean, he's he's done. Roommates. Shit. That's what it's called. He's he's been he's it's called he's been roommates. Good. But yeah, he just like I love like, the movie. He could have been an A lister. You're saying I'm saying, yeah, he had the like he had this thing where I could have seen him doing a lot of roles with his comedy and stuff. And like he was kind of comedic at times. Yeah, I, I don't know why it went off the rails for him. Um, it could be this movie roommates that I'm talking about because it was 95. 
Yeah. Um, it, they, uh, but I really liked it. I mean, my wife liked it, but the thing is, it's it's heartfelt. It could be people could call it heartfelt yeah. schlock if they want to. I can tell you. So this is probably I got a good way actually to uh, to look at it. He was an eight man out. Okay. That was a great movie, though, wasn't it? It was a great movie, but he is an eight men out surrounded by A list actors. So, yeah, by comparison, yeah. yeah, he's not an A list actor. He's great. I love him. Yeah. I'm just saying. There you go. Mm-hmm. He's not an A list actor if you look at eight men out. There's already two yeah. men at the time. Yeah. You're right. You're right. He's, I mean, he is, he's the eighth man out. We'll just say that. He came along at the same time as Brad Pitt and some others and. Well, he just can't do that. <laughs> it just yeah. can't do that. Now let's get back to this one. Um, yeah. There is something I want to talk about. There, there is an alternate ending to this um, to this movie. An alternate ending that was eventually cut. Fred Savage, who plays the initially reluctant audience to Peter Falk's reading of the Princess Bride, goes goes to his window after his grandfather has left and sees Fezzik, Enigo. Wesley and Buttercup all on their white ho- white horses outside his window. So it'd be like. Yeah. He, you know, the grandpa walks out the room. He goes to the window and looks outside and sees him on the street riding off on the horses. I'm glad they cut it because yeah, that's dumb. That's that's dumb. Not that anything else in this was believable. Not that anything else was. All of it was. And here's a fact that you might like, and you probably already knew this, but I figure I'd throw it in here since you're such a I don't know. You have a man crush here. In uh, 2018, Ryan Reynolds poked fun at the Princess Bride in Deadpool 2. Two with Fred Savage now grown up listening to Deadpool tell the story of the yep. sequel to Deadpool. Awesome. So, yeah, that's pretty awesome. good. But yes, now I am going to hit my generic here. All right, did I already have one? I already had one. But I'm did, hit, yes. hit another yeah. one. I'll hit another one. Uh. Um, and that's that. There's a lull to me in this movie. You know, there's a lull before miracle max and stuff like that the quality of how it was shot for a rob reiner film to me it had a little direct to vhs quality about it like it didn't feel as slick didn't feel like it was something i would have wanted to go see in the theater which i did not thankfully so yeah so that's that's my uh generic do you have anything else you had six packs generics i got anything it like that? i already did it you already did it i gave them all i gave oh my, my gosh three- before we and my one generic you're the uh, idiot that keeps giving however many you want to thus defeating the point of calling it like six pack Uh, today i think we'll have nine yes maybe (laughs) seven you're just jealous because i had more hey um i have to say before we write this bitch plenty more but i narrow it down to three as per the rules that you talk about the the things you like either way there's no fucking rules i like everything about it everything oh that's the problem that's why i gotta have rules for you because everything would be a six-pack you no. can't just pick a few things you'd pick everything yeah i, I just would. have a case i'm not picking I a six-pack i'm picking a whole fucking case are you are you ready to, are you ready to review this thing i'm ready This is the true definition of classic to me because it never gets old. It is so quotable and so memorable and you could watch it anytime. Watching it with my son for the first time was an awesome experience. I love this fucking movie. It's a 24 can for me. That's it. Oh, fuck me. Okay. It's It's a fucking classic. It's 24. Okay. So let's come back to reality here. Okay. Um, let's say the positive things. I'm going to build you up to break you down, baby. Fuck you. So what I'm going to say is that there are a lot of quotable things that I love about this movie. A lot of lines I would say inconceivable. You know, all that stuff. That's that's they're all great lines. Love it. Love it. Now let's get to the other parts of this. Uh, Miracle Max. Love that. That's a good one. Um, the eels in the water. Eh. The giant rats in the burning forest. Eh. The burning forest. Eh. Don't blame. Hey, don't blame the movie. Rolling down blame, a fucking hill. Blame Fred eh. Savage's imagination for that. 
That's who you blame for and that. Fuck you. This is anything my review. Like, anything you didn't like, it I'm was blaming Fred I Savage's want. eyes. It's Rob Reiner's vision of Fred Savage's dream. Um, so there, there was a lot of B movie quality to me in this. While there is some brilliant, brilliant lines and things like that, because of the B movie, there's a I can't, I can't give it what you're giving it for sure. And then the acting, there was to me the there's two great performances in this movie were Mandy Patinkin and Billy Crystal. The rest were just so so. Matter of fact, no. uh, was it Robin no. Wright? She was very flat. I did not like her acting in this movie at all. So there's that. Carrie was amazing Ryan. in it. Carrie is good, and he delivered some lines excellent, but it wasn't perfect, right? Like not like no, you're it was saying. amazing. So, <laughs> so sadly, I'm going to give it. Jeez, oh, a sixteen and a half. Okay. And this week again, ladies and gentlemen, because Mike is wrong, but that gives us 20 point, <laughs> 20.25. So we're over 20. So, all right. Okay. Even with your shit tastic review, we're still over 20. Where's that put us? Where's that put us? What, what's near it? What's by it? What's tied with what's um, doing? Clerks is 21.25. Um, you've got when Harry met Sally at 21. Is this a top five movie? I don't know if it's top five, and I'm not going through the shit to sort it right now. But I don't think it's top five. I think it's okay. Yeah, so, it's so not, in the future, up there. he'll figure out how to show you. I know how. I just don't fucking want to do it right now. Okay, it shouldn't be. That's so. all. That's all. I just don't want to do it. Oh man! So that's our thoughts on it. This is one of those ones. Like I said, it's like it's like I always say. There are things I love about a movie, but doesn't mean the movie's great. Like I can love things about a movie and the movie still suck pretty badly. Okay. Okay. This one did suck, but it definitely has some things I love about it, which makes it better than average, but definitely not perfect. I guess he, he reviews with his heart. I'll give you the, yeah. And he I'll has a man what. crush on Carrie always. I'll tell you what, let me give you this. It's 20.25. We have Goonies at 20.75. That's, that's about right. When you so think about, about it, Harry that Taylor works. Kind of movies. There you go. See, there's your comparison. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So uh, we got some things here. We would like to thank you for listening. Remember, you can go to sodapopcultureclub.com for all things related to the show, including your chance to make movie suggestions. We also post our schedule there as well. Remember, we we also are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we have a Twitch channel. Now we want to give you a little tease as to what next week's movie may be. See if you can guess what it is. Illegal immigrant comes to America stealing editor jobs see and i thought you were going to go with the rap lyrics uh or which one oh and uh anything else you want to say do you want to you want to thank people or what do you want yes. to do oh i gonna, really, gonna end this. really want to thank people for putting up with that guy I have to, you don't, but I appreciate it that you listen anyways. Check us out, go to the website, (laughs) leave some reviews, buy some shit if you like, if that tickles your fancy. Our t-shirts make great countertop wipes and nut rags. See you next time.